Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hello, and welcome to the Farm Traveler Podcast. This is episode 12, and our guest today is Luella Fisher-Gregory. She has a website called Ag Moves, which is focused on ag education programs for elementary school students in Missouri. She also has some children's books highlighting agriculture and some cookbooks. So she's got a lot of really cool stuff going on. We're going to talk to her about them, as well as kind of the whole basis of what Missouri agriculture is about. And don't forget, this is episode 12. We're still doing our 10th episode giveaway I know you've seen it. You've seen it on Facebook, Instagram, and all you've got to do is follow our Instagram page and leave a review, like a star rating and a written review on iTunes. We're averaging about 50, 55, 60 listeners per episode, and we've got six reviews on iTunes. I know we can get 10 or 15 or more than that. So please go to iTunes, leave a review. Um, It helps us out a ton on iTunes. We'd greatly appreciate it. And we will announce the winner of the Yeti giveaway on our 15th episode, which is going to be July 3rd. So don't forget to do that. And we really hope you enjoy this episode, episode 12 with Luella Fisher-Gregory. It's a really good one. Enjoy it. Thanks for listening. I'll stop um, meandering now. All right. Enjoy the podcast. Thanks. But Luella Gregory from Missouri, welcome to the Farm Traveler Podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. So you've got a very diverse ag background. So kind of walk us through how you got your start in agriculture and what it's like being a farm mom and working on the farm. Sure. So yeah, agriculture has really been a a part of my life since I could remember. I grew up on a farm in eastern, east central Missouri. My father was a full-time farmer along with his excavating business. Uh, we mainly had row crop growing up. We had a few cows. My grandpa had some um, livestock, but for the most part, we had row crop. 
Um, and that's really where the, the seeds of agriculture, you know, um, came to me and, and was planted in my heart. And, and I just really um, had a love for agriculture early on. So that's kind of evolved, um, you know, over time. And, and, you know, I've taken different roads to, you know, get where I am today. But it really started on the farm in Missouri. Now, you are in charge of a website called Ag Moves, which is an ag education program for elementary schools. Can you kind of talk us through how that got started and what exactly you do with that? Sure. So Ag Education on the Move is a program currently through Missouri Farmers Care, which is a collaborative effort of all the farm groups in Missouri. You know, years ago, um, we realized in agriculture that we really needed to be a united front. Um, that oftentimes consumers didn't um, always see us separately, right? So we felt that we needed to come together and be a united front in terms of educating and an advocacy group. So Missouri Farmers Care was established, and with that, um, the Ag Education Program. So my passion for agriculture education really started early on, as I mentioned, with my farm roots. But as I um, was involved in FFA and then I um, went into college, you know, I realized how much misinformation there was there was. And, you know, I found that there was a lot of really well-intended people. Um, They just didn't know the facts or they were overwhelmed with the amount of information. And I always thought that it was so important to plant that seed early on with young people. So Ag Education on the Move is really about planting that seed with an elementary audience and, you know, just sharing with them how agriculture impacts their life how farm families impact their life and provide them with products. And it's really important um, in the program that we also shed light on the technology and sophistication in our ag community. I think oftentimes, you know, people that aren't from our our industry um, either have a romanticized version of agriculture, you know, that 1940s, 50s, um, you know, image, or they oftentimes think things that aren't necessarily true or have that misinformation. So we really want them to understand that there's farm families out there that are multi-generational, but they have embraced technology in such a cool way. And we're doing some amazing things in, in the industry. So it's really a program that bridges the gap and hopefully connects the dots. So our third grade students can learn about, you know, where their carton of milk comes from, their hamburger, their, you know, blue jeans, Um, all of that good stuff. Um, I'm also proud of the program because we really um, make sure that we have interactive activities. I really believe in hands-on learning, and I think that our students can really excel with interactive activities. So that's a really big part of what we do with the program. The students get to plant seeds, they create feed rations, they do all kinds of exciting things, but they do it hands-on, and they use their senses, and we have found that that's really, really um, memorable for them, and really, um, you know, something that they don't forget, and hopefully they can build on that as a future consumer. Elementary school kids are so impressionable at that young age, and they're trying to learn as much as they can, and I know across the country there's not a lot of elementary ag ed programs. I've We've talked to a professor in Georgia where they're starting Georgia agate programs in elementary mm-hmm. schools, and I know some other countries do it. So it's so good that you guys are reaching out to those elementary school kids to make them know that chocolate milk doesn't come from chocolate cows <laughs> and just Absolutely. kind of educating them. That's really cool. Yeah, and in our program, I, I should mention that, you know, we really um, embrace um, the passion of people. You know, that's what really our program is about. We recognize that there's so many great resources out there in terms of ag education. So many organizations have done such a great job with developing ag education and literacy type curriculum. So we don't want to reinvent the wheel in terms of, of doing that, but we want to get those materials and resources in the hands of passionate people. So we always say that Ag on the Move 
is really about the passionate messengers. We hope to equip them with information. And then we are we have our passionate teachers that visit the, the classroom as a guest um, once a week over the course of 10 weeks. So that's really what our program is about, is, is getting those resources into the classroom and, and hopefully share that message. We've also found that you know, the, the educators in the uh, classroom, so our teachers, our principals, our, our superintendents, you know, that's a really important audience for us as well that learn along the, along the way when we do the program. Right, that's really cool. Now, in addition to that, you've also written some, some children's books about ag literacy, is that right? Yeah, so we, I started a series. I've always had a passion for writing. And again, kind of as I mentioned before, I felt like there was a need for some ag literacy type children's books. A lot of them have that, you know, feel of what our farms look like, you know, 50 years ago. And absolutely, that's a part of my past and a part of my family history. But, you know, agriculture has come a long way and there's so many positive things to share. So I wanted to really try to provide a storyline that included characters that children can relate to and that makes it fun to read and learn, but also really encompasses and highlights modern agriculture and all the things that we're doing. So I um, started a series. I'm actually working on another piece right now that embraces uh, modern agriculture. So that's a really fun way, um, you know, to share our message as well. Um, what, what kind of trends have you seen with ag literacy as of late or however many, um, elementary programs you've gone to, what are some of the big major points that you've learned from those ag ed outreaches? Oh, goodness. You know, there's just so many questions and misinformation. And I think um, here of late, a lot of the talk is around, you know, food labels and things of that nature. You know, a lot of people and, and you know, I'm a mom, I have a young, a young son, so I can totally re relate to the mom or the consumer that's going into the grocery store and, and has the best intentions of trying to, you know, make those decisions that's the best for their family. And there's lots of labels and, and names and, you know, it can be overwhelming for somebody who's just wanting to make, make a decision. So I, I, I see that a lot where there's lots of questions about different kinds of products. So, you know, consumers want to know what's the difference between A and B, you know, and I think that we see that a lot across the board. And, you know, even in our elementary programs, uh, we hear the, you know, commentary by the, the elementary students because they hear hear things that are at home or if they're at the grocery store and accompanying their grown up. Um, so I'd say that that's one of the big things right now. Um, you know, all of the, the areas, um, as we kind of call them, hot button issues and ag, you know, are talked about. But in general, um, you know, I've been really, really encouraged um, by how excited people get, uh, you know, when they're learning about agriculture. And a lot of times they just don't know. So I think it just goes to show that we, we want to make sure we continue to share our story. Cool. Yeah, the more I learn, or the I guess the older I get, I learned that there's no real good resource for ag knowledge once you get out of school. I mean, you, you've got plenty of like sports news agencies or tech or weather and markets and all that jazz, but there's really nothing agriculture based. So, I mean, getting them while they're young in elementary school and teaching them how to be ag literate, how to do your own research is really cool. So I'm glad you guys are doing that. Yeah. Um, now, in addition, you, you apparently write a ton. So in, in addition <laughs> to those kid books, you've also got some cookbooks and you've done some cooking segments on TV. Can you walk us through that and yeah. kind of how you got started? Yeah, so I've always loved to cook. So I did come out with a cookbook and really 
that was a platform to really combine my interest and love for cooking and for agriculture education. I think oftentimes, you know, there's an opportunity, obviously, to engage and create conversations around food and around the dinner table. You know, all of us eat, all of us have a relationship with food and, and consumables. So I think it's a great inroad to talk about agriculture and, and how those products came to be in their journey. And so I really wanted to do that and especially, again, highlight modern agriculture and all the things that we're doing. So the cookbook is really a piece that I wanted to, I wanted to accomplish a lot of things. Um, you know, I wanted to, you know, share my, my ag roots and the family history and, and really hopefully for the reader, they can see how passionate and, you know, agriculture is so personal to me. And so I hope that there's a, you know, somewhat of a, a trust building experience through the book. You know, they get to learn my family background and, and kind of my story in agriculture. Um, but along the way, um, I incorporated table talk facts, which were really important to me. And those really accompany different um, commodities. So the cookbook is broke down into um, commodities, so beef, pork, poultry, um, you know, wheat to bread, those kinds of things. And, you know, I talk about, you know, why chicken breasts are larger now than they were when my grandmother cooked. Um, and so we really just touch on on those things and and really try to address some of the questions that I know consumers have in a lighthearted way. Um, I always tell people that I hope that it's more than a cookbook. It's it's an experience for them. And, you know, I've had a lot of interest from the, the ag community, of course, but I'm hoping that the cookbook can also relate to people that, you know, may not know as much about agriculture and they can hopefully learn through the cookbook. So it's just really a platform to, to combine two of my, my loves and passion areas, which is, you know, cooking and ag literacy. I think that's such a really good idea because, I mean, we all love cooking. And what better time to teach consumers about where their food comes from than when they're actually putting those ingredients together and making like a really good meal. So that's really cool. How, how did you how did you kind of get your start your or your love of cooking? You know, um, my my mom and, you know, always cooked growing up. I mean, we always had, you know, meals. Um, we were a traditional farm family. So, you know, we always sat at the table each evening, maybe nine, 10 o'clock at night time we did that. Um, but we always were, you know, we were always cooking and enjoying food, but honestly, I just really, I started out really enjoying baking. That was very, um, therapeutic for me. And then as I got older, I, I got more into savory cooking and it's just kind of like, I think like any other interest area for people, whether it's music or drawing or, you know, cooking just came easy to me. You know, I just, I didn't think, have to think a lot about it. I would just put ingredients together and, you know, it was fun. I enjoyed it. It was fun. And so I think it was just something that I really enjoyed um, early on and just kind of had a knack for and, and, you know, have experimented over the years and, and kind of like we talked about earlier, it's just a great way to, to, to create those conversations around agriculture and the ingredients, because, you know, there's so many things we can talk about um, when it comes to beef and, and other products. Um, I've been doing some projects for beef in our state, and it's also allowed me the opportunity to do some TV segments around beef. And, and what's great about that is, you know, people enjoy seeing recipes, but I can also talk about the beef industry and how many farm families are raising beef in our country and, and the things that they do to, to ensure that beef is, is the best that it can be when it hits your dinner plate. So there's lots of great inroads to talk about all of those things as we're talking about the dish and recipe. <laughs> what exactly is Missouri agriculture like? Like what are some of the main industries in Missouri? You know, we are so diverse in our state. Um, you know, a lot of people don't realize, um, but you know, agriculture is an $88 billion 
business in Missouri. And when I say business, I mean, you know, small farm family business. Um, we are actually number two in the number of farms in our state. We are just behind Texas. And for obvious reasons, they, you know, they have a advantage to us, you know, geographically with just more acreage. But we have a lot of farms in our state, um, but we're very um, diverse. We're actually, um, we fall behind Oklahoma on some years in beef, um, cow, calf. So sometimes we're ranked number two. Sometimes we just fall just barely short of Oklahoma and we're number three. A lot of people, when they think of cattle, they don't think of Missouri, um, but we're in the top three and oftentimes number two in the nation. We're also in the top 10 for soybeans and corn and um, ice cream production, all kinds of um, commodities. We have a lot of row crop. We have a lot of cattle um, and hay production in our state. In southwest Missouri, we have a lot of poultry production. Um, we've got a lot of broilers. Um, and so we just were really diverse. Um, in northwest Missouri, um, the landscape's changed a little bit, but we have a lot of row crop. In our boot hill in the southeast part of the state, we have cotton and rice, um, something that's not, you know, across the board, but in our southeast region. So lots of crops, um, lots of commodities in our state. Um, we're also, we have over a hundred wineries in our state. So lots of different um, wineries. We have a lot of fruit and nut production. We're also number one um, in black walnuts. <laughs> so lots of top commodities, but also lots of fruit and nut production as well. Florida is super diverse too, but that's really cool that you guys are up there in beef production. I, I never, honestly, I never really think of Missouri as up there in beef production. Usually it's yeah. like Texas and Oklahoma. So that's really cool. Yeah. Yep. So if people want to learn more about your books, if they want to buy some of your cookbooks or if they've got kids and want to buy some of your children's books, where's sure. the best place to get those? Yeah. So you can find me, um, you know, my name, um, I'm, I got my name from my grandmother. It was like my grandmother's namesake. And I always say it served me well in terms of being unique. Um, so you can search L-U-E-L-L-A, my first name, and uh, LuellasFP.com is where you can find my books and more information. You can also find me um, on all the social channels. Um, just type in L-U-E-L-L-A-S-F-P, so LuellasFP as in Luella's Front Porch, and you can find out more information. I'd love to hear from you. That's so cool. Do you have any more books? I know you mentioned you have one one more kids book. I do. Yeah, we're working on a book now, you know, um, like anything that's been a, an experience. And so we're kind of doing some um, reworks. We came out with a book um, that was focused on dairy production and the journey of milk. This book is going to encompass kind of more of a broader view of agriculture, kind of like um, you know, um, hitting on a lot more of the commodities and just in general, kind of the farmer grows a rainbow concept. So thinking about where all of our parts of the pizza comes from, you know, and those things. So um, we're really excited about that. And uh, that will be out by the fall. So, um, you know, just stay tuned and we'll be sharing more about that as well. <laughs> what about your publisher? Have they kind of been like super interested in having an ag focused children's book? Like how exactly has that worked out? Yeah, so I've kind of, you know, it's a unique, um, I had a prior relationship with the publisher with working with them on some other um, items. So they had had some ag clients before. So, you know, we're familiar with the concepts. Um, children's books, um, probably um, kind of, you know, something that they don't always do. So not, you know, they're, um, they have magazine and other specialty books. So children's book, a children's book was kind of a new, new to their arena. Um, but I think they were excited and they were certainly excited about the cookbook piece um, because it was, you know, a really great way to showcase, you know, Missouri, honestly, because we talk a lot about agriculture and, you know, my roots are in Missouri. So they were definitely interested. In, and what I love about that is that there's an experience there as well, um, you know, for them to learn about agriculture and my story. So 
it was a good experience. And, and those things are definitely learning experiences and you kind of learn as you go and um, learn for next time for sure. Gotcha. Yeah, I can imagine. That's super cool. <laughs> um, yeah, I've got a whole row of like ag related books that I've got to get to eventually. But my wife always makes fun of me because she can read a, a huge chapter book in like a week and it takes me months and months and months to finish it. Well, Luella, this has been super fascinating to learn about all your, your books, your cookbooks, your website um agmoves.com um if people want to get involved with agmoves.com or research you guys isn't it just agmoves.com it is they can go to agmoves.com they can go to um, mofarmerscare.com as well but agmoves.com has a um, general inquiry request form there so you can definitely reach out to us um you can send us a message if you have questions or want to learn more we can certainly follow up with you that way um there's also a video on there that kind of is um summarizes what we do so um you can also check that out as well well, Luella, this has been absolutely great. Thank you for being on the podcast, and we'll talk yes. to you soon. Thanks for having me. Have a great day. Hey, everyone. We're trying to make things easier for you to listen to the podcast. We are now a part of the Waypoint Outdoor Collective, and that means you can now find us on an additional platform. We're now available on the Waypoint app on your Apple TV, Roku, or Amazon Fire Stick, smart TVs like Samsung, and even game systems. While you're on there, check out over 2,500 of the best hunting and fishing shows and short films, download the app, and watch and listen anywhere.